Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Could You Voice. Today, we're talking with Maxwell Munro, Eastern Suburbs local, to discuss the Eastern Suburbs property market. You're listening to Could You Voice. Usually, if, if you're if you're looking to get into the market at an early age, you're savvy, you're looking to build wealth through property. Um, and I think what's really important for your first home buyer to take notice of is, is not really to get caught up in what you're buying, because I think a lot of people think, okay, we're going to buy our first property and you know we want to live by the beach or we want to own a property here we want to we want it to have these features I think it's important just to understand that ultimately you want to try and get your foot in the door no matter what it is take advantage of things like the first home buyers deposit scheme which enables uh, up to a specific price depending on location if it's new build old build utilizing a five percent deposit scheme with no lenders mortgage insurance can be a great way to get ahead but I think it comes down to, yeah, where you want to live, if it's investment, if it's for you to live in. But ideally, I think I'd say not to be too picky. Maxwell, welcome to Coogee Voice. How are you going today? Thanks for having me, Marjorie. Really well. So before we get into talking about yourself, the crazy property market that is Sydney and the eastern suburbs at the moment, tell us a little bit about your connection to the eastern suburbs. My connection to the eastern suburbs, I was born in, in Randwick, uh, raised in, in Waverley, uh, went to school at Waverley College, um, now reside in Bronte. So um, I've lived here for, for all of the majority of my life, being 23 years, um, and I, I love the areas. I love the eastern suburbs, particularly all the interesting types of characters that we, um, we're so lucky to have in the east. Yeah. Maxwell, what is your favorite part about the eastern suburbs? Yeah, I'd say it's the people. It's the people. If there was one thing you would like to see change, what would that be? One thing that actually does come to mind a lot is street commerce. I When, when I go overseas to places like Europe or if I'm ever traveling um, in different countries, you see a lot of uh, business happening in the street. Um, and I think that... Like even even down at Gordon's Bay the other day, I saw a. Uh, he must have been in his teens. He had a, he had a an esky and was selling cold drinks, and he had a square tab you could pay. And I just thought that was really cool because as a kid growing up, I think I was always looking for uh, business ideas and how to make a living. Um, so what would I like to see? I'd like to see some more street commerce. You're coveting the young kid who's the entrepreneur down at Gordon's Bay. Yeah. Thinking, Why did I not do that? Going back to um, even seeing there were some some young girls that had obviously gone around the neighborhood, picked up flowers, and they were selling flowers um, on behalf and raising money for for what's obviously happening over in Ukraine. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was refreshing. A lot has been happening in the property market. I don't think anyone can deny that. Um, property prices, rental prices, have really been on everyone's lips. Give us a bit of a lowdown around what you see has been happening. What I have seen happening in the last 12 months has been uh, one of the biggest growth periods in Sydney real estate now um, combined with record low interest rates, uh, combined with such little stock on the market, we've seen really big prices. Thus has created a few concerns for not only first home buyers, but the general, you know, the investor market. We've noticed um, across the market, in particular price, 
categories, for example, in your standard apartment market, um, for example, Coogee, Randwick, two bedrooms, maybe with a car space, um, just given the amount of stock that might be available um, and with with talk of potential interest rate uh, uh, increases, um, there has been a little bit of hesitation from the market itself, sort of being a little bit more um, sort of conservative. And thus, we have seen days on market when selling uh, uh, increase. Uh, properties are on the market for, for a little bit longer now. Um, and thus has resulted in prices coming off a little bit. However, what I've noticed is uh, good property is still selling very well. Um, you know, if, if it has qualities like views or it's ground floor that suits downsizes or has some sort of charm, it is still selling well. Um, I sold a, a property on Monday last week and uh, I sold the home to them for $1,060,000 in February 2019. Three years later, it grew grew fifty one percent from their original purchase price, and I sold it for one million six hundred thousand. So, in certain sections of the market, we're still seeing strength. However, I, I do think with a lot of uncertainty happening, particularly with overseas, we've got a war going on. People are being a little bit more conservative with, um, you know, making these big big decisions, particularly when majority of eastern suburbs purchases are people's principal places or residences. Um, you know, there's a little bit of fear out there at the moment. You spoke about the last 12 months, though, being the biggest year of growth that you've seen, and you tapped into the fact that there's low stock. The low stock is in apartments. What are you talking about? I think uh, across the market, we've, we've seen a lot of buyers and sellers sort of hold off, just given the rapid growth that we've had. People have a sense of, okay, we know what our place is roughly worth because they've seen one sell, you know, around the corner or in a comparable street. And they're thinking, okay, well, we're sitting on a, for example, a $4 million asset and they're looking into the market for that next step, whether or not it's coming from an apartment or a semi into a freestanding house. They're going to these auctions and they're seeing them sell for really big prices. So a lot of the market are concerned around actually finding somewhere to live um, and and the risk of selling first and then seeing the market run away from them when they go to buy. There's been a lot of discussion recently really around first home buyers um, and the struggle for particularly young people getting their foot in the door into their first home. What's your view on this? What's your take on this? Have you got any advice? How do we address it? Um, I think it comes back down to the fundamentals of why you're buying a property. Um, usually, if, if you're if you're looking to get into the market at an early age, you're savvy, you're looking to build wealth through property. Um, and I think what's really important for your first home buyer to take notice of is, is not really to get caught up in what you're buying. Because I think a lot of people think, okay, we're going to buy our first property um, and you know we want to live by the beach or we want to own a property here we want to we want it to have these features i think it's important just to understand that ultimately you want to try and get your foot in the door no matter what it is take advantage of things like the um, first home buyers uh, deposit scheme which enables uh, up to a specific price depending on location if it's new build old build um, utilizing a five percent deposit scheme with no lenders mortgage insurance can be a great way to get ahead um, but I think it comes down to, yeah, where you want to live, if it's investment, if it's for you to live in. Um, but ideally, I think I'd say not to be too picky. 
to try and get in. Maxwell, the eastern suburbs has some of the highest percentage of renters in all of Sydney. Now, what impact over the last two years did borders being shut, lack of international students, lack of backpackers have on the rental market? So I've noticed in the last 24 months, um, particularly during the pandemic, the decrease of uh, you know international students, which has created less competition, which did create um, quite a lot of rental stock available on the market. So more choice created, uh, I guess, lesser lesser prices. Um, now with borders opening, people looking to return back into the city for work, uh, the rental market has seen quite a bounce back. And thus, uh, off the back of that, we've noticed uh, investors actually now back in the market looking to uh, capitalise on the strength of the yield that they might be getting in a particular strata unit or a house, um, which, uh, which, is, which is positive. 1970s walk-up or brand-new Meriton apartment, where should people be looking? And a great question, and what I say to a lot of um, clients of mine or people looking to buy for investment or um, or even to live in, I think that it comes down to the number of units within a building that you're buying into. And um, I've heard many people say this, particularly when investing, is that if you're buying into a strated unit or an apartment, you're essentially buying a proportion, a proportion of the land that the block sits on. So if you're buying into a Meriton development of say 100 units and you buy one of them, you're buying one hundredth of the land that the, the block sits on, as opposed to say a beautiful Art Deco block of six uh, in Coogee or wherever it might be, it's going to retain its value. And when the, pro- when the actual block size grows, um, you're, you're saying that you're reaping the reward. Going back to sale, the market's changed a lot. Is it a good time to sell now? It comes back to why you're selling and what your motivation is. If, if you're looking to upsize or you're looking to downsize, this market, when it's when there is a little bit of uncertainty around, can be a great time to do so because uh, depending on if you are making that upsize or downsize, if you're selling out of an apartment that, say, is worth call a million dollars and, for example, if the market's, say, taking a 5% adjustment downwards, um, five percent on on your one million compared to a purchase price of three million you're gonna see um, you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be better off in the long run interest rates are set to rise supposedly <laughs> we're waiting what impact do you think that's going to have on the property market I think for the foreseeable future ie the next one to two years we're still gonna see some some strength in prices I, I think that we're lucky to live in such an area that that people are buying into lifestyle. However, I do think that with the increase in rates and um, just given the low the low rates that people were fixing at say for example three years, once their three year terms are up, they're going to be in a position where they their repayments might have actually doubled. Um, so it, it'll be really interesting to see what effect that does have on on the market. What are your future predictions of the market? particularly around the eastern suburbs? My future predictions for the market um, are that there is going to be a little less uh, less heat in the market. I think people are going to be much more conservative um, with how much they're borrowing, particularly with uh, talks of interest rate changes. Um, I think that there will, there will still be a high activity um, with regard to, you know, your downsizes, your upsizes, whether it be a death or a divorce, um, there are always going to be reasons people need to buy and need to sell. Um, and I think with the lifestyle, 
the lifestyle that we're lucky to live in the eastern suburbs, it's always going to be highly sought after. Um, and depending on what you're doing in the market, um, it could be a, a good time to consider doing something. Maxwell, in your experience, what is the most sought after bit of property people are hunting for at the moment? At the moment, what we're finding is a high demand for finished product. Now, with the talk of um, building costs increasing uh, week on week, materials being hard to source, a lot of buyers, say, would have purchased back into the market three, four, five years ago into, say, a semi, now needing more space, looking to put a second level on. Um, and and they're, they're having builders around and, and seeing the cost involved to, to build. Um, and a lot are thinking, okay, well, if it's going to cost us $2 million to, to put an extension on, why don't we sell what we've got now, add that to our budget and look for something finished? So that's what I'd say is most sought after at the moment. So if that's the most sought after at the moment, what's your advice for people trying to crack the property market? People trying to crack the property market, again, coming down to budget, um, if, if it's an apartment, if it's a house, ultimately, if you can get into a house that's completely unrenovated and you can you can renovate it for a cost that might be um, minimal, then you're going to always see a return. I, I think that if we look at the property market uh, as a... Uh, in in long term in in history, it's always growing. It's never going to come back uh, significantly. It's just going through sort of peaks and troughs. Do you think that property prices in the eastern suburbs will take a decline and back to where they were two years ago? Are they going to stay where they are? I think we will see a a small decline in prices, um, particularly with the interest rates um, rising. Um, However, if you're looking to buy, to sell and make money next year, my advice would be not to buy. However, if you're looking to get into a suburb and, and you find a house that ticks all the boxes and it works um, and you're planning to be there for five, ten years, just buy. Maxwell, before I let you go, there are three very tough questions we ask everyone that comes onto the Coogee Voice. You must declare the best beach in the eastern suburbs, where sells the best coffee and where you can get the best burger, go. Best beach must be Bronte, Dr. Bronte. Uh, the second question being coffee would be uh, at my uh, Selena, Selena's down at Bronte. Uh, Ian makes a fantastic coffee. And then third is a very tricky question, Marjorie, burgers. Um, can't knock back a Little L burger. Or, oh my God, this is too many options. Too many options. Top three. Top three, out of the blue. Can't go can't go past an out of the blue. A little L and I'm going to say Tony's in Bondi. There you go. Maxwell, if people would like to learn more about you, where should they head to? Feel free to give me a call. Send me a text. Um, my number is 045 or reach out on social media. Um, would love to, if I can help anyone buying, investing, selling, would love to, would love to always help. Maxwell, thanks for joining us on Could You Voice. Thanks, Marjorie. What an informative discussion. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Maxwell Munro, check him out on Instagram, Maxwell Munro. You've been listening to Coogee Voice. 